Um, so officially, Happy New Year one more time. Um, I know that some of us uh, came on because of the flyer and the topic that we are treating, because indeed, I think it's something that is central to to our realities. Um, and I could see Dylan already saying he's excited about the topic that we are going to to treat. So we're speaking on redeeming uh, redeeming the screen. And by that, of course, you could already infer that we are referring to all this modern technology, your smartphone, your tablet, your computer, even your television, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but just for the sake of those that are um, just joining us, maybe for the first time or the second time. Um, so what this looks like is what we do in Mass Youth Fellowship um, began 2017 um, as a youth ministry for the Apostolic Church in Liverpool. Um, and we used to have it in person. We used to move from one person's house to the other, just shifting the rotations. Um, I think it was literally every Friday at the time and then COVID hit in 2020 and we couldn't do that again and then we moved it online and that's why it has ever since then then been opened to a wider community than even those of us in Liverpool and we could have other people join in and it's been an exciting experience ever since. Since last year we began to use video resources um, from Right Now Media. So Right Now Media is like Christian YouTube or Christian Netflix. So it's just um, a platform that is just filled with all these different resources, videos, audios, slides, and all that kind of stuff that are that could be used um, to facilitate conversations, small study groups, and things like that. And that's what we're also going to be doing for this particular series. Um, so this series is going to be referencing a material, a resource from that platform uh, by one Kyle Eidelman. Kyle Eidelman is a pastor in the United States and probably tell you a bit about himself um, in the video. And before we launch into the video, we'll watch the video. It's a 10, 13 minutes thereabouts clip. And then we discuss about what we have heard. That's basically what we do. Um, and we'll be done, all things being equal, within the hour in that sense. All right, but um, to set the stage, let me just post what the goals for this particular first episode is. Um, and then I'll ask a question that we can, that can ease us into the video that we're then going to see. So we're trying to, the main idea is to help us um, consider the fact that when we use our screens, we want to use them in ways that are pleasing to God and that those screens or those tools can become tools for our good and for others. Excuse me. And then the edge change, that's the mental knowledge we want to take away from this session, is to know that our screen time influences our spiritual lives directly. Directly, not indirectly, not probably, as a matter of fact. And then the heart change on a deeper level is we are hoping that we'll feel compelled to surrender our technology usage to the desires of God, to the will of God. And ultimately, um, for the whole series and beginning with today's episode, we are hoping that we will become aware of how our screen usage affects us directly. Having said that, just a, a kind of icebreaker into that conversation would be to think about um, 
when you first obtained your personal computer or maybe your first smartphone, um, especially for those of us that may be on the older side of this population here represented. I know for the younger ones, some of us were just born into it. <laughs> like I can imagine Joshua and Samuel now, Joshua is five and he, he, he has claimed an iPad that I've had before he was born as his iPad since he was like maybe three or two or something. So it's no longer my iPad, it's Joshua's iPad and everybody in the house knows it. <laughs> so they, they are waking up into life um, as digital natives. But for some of us, we knew a bit of what life was like before there was colored television. <laughs> and then... Uh, um, and and where we are today. But let's think back to when you first got your first smartphone, when you first got your first personal computer, how did that feel um, for you? And maybe what has been, what is the concern that you genuinely have about how you are using those tools today? So two things, your excitement then vis-a-vis -vis your present sincere concerns about your usage of technology. Who wants to go first? The awkward silence for a few minutes for someone to build the cut. <laughs> Lamola. Okay, okay. Oh, I was already on <laughs> Okay. Uh well. Okay, well, my first phone, I misplaced it after a few days. <laughs> so, nice. But, yeah. But anyways, um, I think... Yeah, you were saying? No, 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 I was just joking. Go on. Oh, okay. Uh, so, of course, I misplaced it. My dad shouted at me. I eventually got... I eventually started using his own after a while. But anyways, yeah. So, I think in terms of how it has affected, um, my, question, my um, response to that would be... Of course, I know how much of how much benefits I'm getting from, of course, this online thing and all of that. So yeah. I think for me, like I said, when I initially, when I think about the things I used to look at on YouTube then and all of that, because then, of course, in Nigeria, I didn't really have access to subscribing and all of that. Like yeah. my dad or my mom wasn't just going to give me so much money for that. So I used to do this um, 12 to 5 a.m., 25 Naira, Airtel plan then. I remember, yeah, then I used to use it for that. And I mean, I wasn't looking at edifying things. Like my <laughs> YouTube feed was definitely messed up. Mm -hmm. But yeah, thankfully, I mean, gradually, I remember back in 2017, yeah, when um, this Hallelujah Challenge by Nathaniel Bassi, I'm sure some of us yeah. are aware of it. I think that it was from that time that I know that I started becoming, like I started becoming more conscious about what I'm using um, the internet for and all of that. Because I remember then, the Airtel plan I was using to watch all manner of rubbish things then on YouTube, I started using it instead for um, on Instagram for the earlier challenge. And then then I would even invite some of my, um, cause I was doing like a, a program then, a like after secondary school kind of program. It wasn't A level exactly, sure. But so then I'll call some of my um, roommates and other people from other rooms to join for the Hallelujah Challenge and then we'll all do it with her. So, I mean, it was just really nice to see how much I could do with that 500 MB then, that that was mm. what it was. So gradually, gradually, it started becoming more and more. But of course, it didn't mean that there are not days when I don't just spend, use um, 
the internet for um, other kind of things. But I would say overall, I mean, it's, it's really been a great help. Okay, so when I think about the screen now, I would also think about movies. For someone like me who really enjoys watching movies, I think I've mentioned it a couple of times. <laughs> I really enjoy watching movies. And over time, I started thinking about it, but if it's something I really enjoy, I mean, I know the devil can definitely use this to get me. So I started becoming more and more conscious of what I watch and yeah, what I watch basically. So like I said, I think I... One of the things I really enjoy watching would be true stories, like movie based on true stories, because I, I can, it feels like something I can really relate with relate and all of that. So, yeah. so far, so good things like that have really helped me in terms of the knowledge of, yeah, knowledge of how I relate with people and my worldviews and all of those things. So, I think so far, so good, it's been really, really good. And one of the things I would also like, I really hope for in terms of the screen would be for more and more Christian content to be available because we can't deny the fact that there are so many, so many Christian contents out there. I mean, when I think about a thing like Netflix, I mean, virtually everyone subscribes to Netflix, right? But how many of these things on Netflix are actually edifying? How many yeah. of it's really problematic in that sense? And it takes the grace of God to actually choose not to click on certain things because they also... I mean, some really nice things on Netflix, some of the documentaries there and even some movies there. But yeah, it takes the grace of God. So overall for me, it's just remembering what Paul said in um, Romans 12 verse. So when he talked about renewing our minds right. daily, not conforming to the things of this world. So for me, that has been my watchword and the prayers that will keep <laughs> getting better and better and just Thank yeah, you. filtering Thank what you. I watch. Thank yeah. you very much. Thank you very much. You've almost given us the... The gist of the video <laughs> but that's okay um any other person wants to share what has been what was your experience when you first got into the old smartphone world and what's if any what are your concerns presently um in that regards if i could go for it okay damilari go on our friend is with you today I'm like, I thought I saw you on up. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. Yeah, good evening. Um, yeah, so, ah, smartphone. I, I think I got my first smartphone when I finished, when I finished secondary school. Right. And, um, yeah, that wasn't, that wasn't, that wasn't my, um, my first access to the, to the net or to, mm -hmm or to um being online and now I I I I I do a contrast of um before and after and, and it's almost looking like I cannot do without using my phone. But then I was not imagining how was I surviving back then. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, uh, it's just it's just it's just so it's just so interesting how much how much um possibilities lies on the other side of um of the of the of of the divider of the of the device of the use of the device uh -huh. and i think it's a great innovation it's a great innovation that's that's been very helpful that has been very helpful but has its own up and downsides what uh -huh. i just see my smartphone or my screen time does is to amplify the power of my choice uh -huh. Whatever choice I want to make, I I can I can I can multiply the effect by a thousand times, or even a million times, or mm -hmm. even a zillion times. And if 
for example, I, 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 for my screen time, I, I, I'm kind of like a person that knows how to, um, find resources. Mm-hmm. I am really very good at coming, coming up with, um, or looking for finding things online. And it has had its, that has had both positive and negative effects. And thank God, thank God for the, <laughs> thank God for the, um, you know, like they say that the scripture is like an anchor or the, like I say, the Holy Spirit is like an anchor that's, that stops you from drifting, that stops you from drifting um, off because in the quest for searching or investigating or finding things, you stumble on, sometimes you don't even actually stumble, you go and look for those things mm-hmm. and then it, it, it starts a, it starts a, a chain reaction that's, uh-huh. that makes that going um, down the spiral road. I don't know how to describe it. Uh-huh. But then on the other side too, I've seen how I've been able to find different um, resources that has really helped and challenged and um, and then facilitated um, my, my growth, both in my career and in my work with God uh-huh. and, in, and with even helping um, others around me. So yes, the screen is very powerful. And I think, yes, it has a lot of, um, it has a lot of impact on the quality of the faith that we would have as modern day Christian. We cannot, we cannot, we cannot shy away or we cannot um, discount our, our, we cannot discount the progress that we make in God mm-hmm. from the time that we actually spend on our mm-hmm. screens. Thank, Thank you. you very much. Beautiful contributions. Um, I think uh, in in a in a minute or less, my mind would just be. Of course, I think. I think it was sometimes around two thousand and five or so that around the time I was going to uni would be when I had my first phone. It wasn't a smartphone. I didn't have a smartphone till. As, as recent as maybe 2012, 2013 or something like that. Um, but of course, ever since my access to the to the world out there via the internet, it's been an interesting roller coaster um, of the good, the bad, the ugly. Um, but coming to in recent times, I think my recent concern has been how much time I genuinely spend um, with screens in terms of whether it's even in the name of working, whether it's in, on my phone. Um, I was actually going to do a poll, but I forgot to do it. I would have loved to ask how many of us can go to the toilet without your phone and see how many of us would, <laughs> would say yes and how many of us would say no. But I almost can't imagine myself going to the toilet without my phone. Um, even if it is in the name of, yes, I want to catch up with my daily audio Bible reading or whatever, but once upon a time when I didn't have that, I, I was going to the toilet and I didn't die <laughs> without a phone. Um, I think it was from my wife that I first heard um, doom scrolling, uh, maybe from something she read, a podcast she listened to. I think that's one of my recent concerns that you want to just see what's up on Twitter for two minutes and two minutes has become 20 minutes. And it's not exactly like you've managed or gotten anything of, immense value out of the 20 minutes that you've just been scrolling, whether that's Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or whatever. 
of some people's WhatsApp status. I don't check WhatsApp status, um, but I know some people can spend hours upon hours doing that. So that's that's just been my genuine concern, like how much time that I'm spending on it. Um, in whatever name of whatever I said I'm doing, researching, investigating, or just catching up. Um, and that feeds in more or less directly with the emphasis on today's um, starting point. There's a question, is that, how did you feel when you got your, oh, okay, I know you're just feeling in the, thank you for that, okay. Um, so today's one is on screen time. That's um, the focus that the speaker would be speaking on. And I will just share um, the video with us now. But as you are looking at the video, I would encourage you to watch out for um, a few things. Uh, I'll post it in the chat thread so that we can see. Just three questions majorly, but um, to keep in mind as you are watching. After we've seen the video, then we'll come back and share what are, what's, what is God saying to you based on what you've seen? What are the things that jumped at you and things like that? But one of the things we're looking at as we are watching the video is how can ancient scriptures, this Bible that has been written over 2000 years ago, how can it speak to the challenges of modern technology? Um, what does God want to do in us as we use our screens? And lastly, how can God leverage our screens and use it for his glory? So those are just like guiding thoughts as to what we might be expecting to see from the video. But I'm going to share the screen um, now and then we'll watch the video together and we'll come back after that to discuss on our findings from it. The next next voice that you hear would be that of the multimedia. It is amazing how fast things have changed in the world of technology. I mean, you know that, but screens have just quickly become central in our lives. I was talking to one of my daughters about what things were like in the old days, and I was telling her that we didn't have cell phones, like they didn't even exist. We had phones, I told her, but they were attached to the wall at our homes and you couldn't use them unless they stayed attached to the wall and and she just didn't understand what that was like. I said, our phones didn't even have screens, so we couldn't FaceTime or text. And, and she looked at me, I think a little bit like uh, I would have looked at my grandmother telling me about having to use an outhouse in the backyard when she was growing up. And my daughter said, well, if you didn't have screens on your phones, then how did you know who was calling? And I blew her mind. I said, we didn't. She said, you, you would just, answer the phone and not know who who was on the other end i said all the time and and she just couldn't quite wrap her mind around the fact that people ever lived that way a lot has changed and a lot has changed quickly i was telling my son who's a, a freshman in high school that when i was his age i think that's when the first website was invented came out like first ever website. Today, there are more than 2 billion websites. In 1998, the word Google became a word. It had never been a word before then, but today there'll be some 10 billion Google searches. 
In 2007, uh, the iPhone was released. Almost everybody now, though, has some kind of a, a smartphone. So screens dominate our lives. For better or for worse, they have the power to shape us. They can shape us emotionally, relationally, spiritually. And while I think we all recognize that they can connect us, the truth is they can also disconnect us. They can disconnect us from other people and from God. And as we'll see, they can even disconnect us from ourselves. So screens are a reality. It's unreasonable to think that we would get rid of them. I don't want to get rid of them, but for our sake, for God's sake, we want to talk about how can we redeem the screen? And that's the question we want to think through in this series is how does God want to bring good out of technology in my life? How does he want to redeem the screens? And you might think it's a bit unusual for there to be a Bible study talking about screens because I mean, what does the Bible have to say about phones and iPads and televisions? I mean, how can the ancient scriptures possibly really speak to the challenges of modern technology? But look, I hope one of the things that you're gonna see as we study this together is that God's word is always relevant. Like God's word has the power to supernaturally speak into every area of our lives. So that's where we wanna start with the word of God. If you have your Bible, you can turn to Romans 12. Or if you have a screen with a Bible app, you can use that, turn to Romans 12. And in the next three sessions, we're just gonna look at our screens through this lens of scripture in Romans 12, because you know, here's what I believe, that God wants to take our technology, he wants to take our screens and he wants to bring good to us through them. And he wants us to bring good to the lives of others through them. Like he can use our screens to accomplish his will and his purpose to teach us, to inspire us, to disciple us. And, and so that's my prayer as followers of Jesus, we would learn to better leverage this technology to connect to him, to allow him to accomplish his work in us and through us. So Romans 12, verse one, here's what Paul writes. He says, therefore, I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, for this is your true and proper worship. I was reading about this uh, practice in the medieval church where they would uh, baptize the Knights of Templar. Uh, and when they were baptized, these Knights would hold their sword in the air. When they were baptized, they would be immersed into the water, but when they go underwater, they hold their sword up out of the water. And it's their way of saying, hey, like this, this is off limits. What I do on the battlefield, what, what I do with this sword, my identity that's attached to this weapon, that's not part of the deal. And if we still carried out this practice, I think some of us would get baptized while holding up a phone out of the water. Because too often that's how we operate. We treat our phones, our screens, like they're not part of the deal. And Paul says, no, it is. It's part of the deal. We are to offer all of ourselves to God as a living sacrifice. So Romans 12 verse 2 says, don't be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And this word transformed is the word metamorpho. It's from where we get our word metamorphosis. So think back to elementary school where, you know, the caterpillar becomes the butterfly. That's what Paul is, is talking about here. He says, let this happen in your life, be transformed. So 
How are we transformed? He says, by the renewing of your minds, by changing the way you think. That you're either gonna be conformed to the pattern of this world or you're gonna be transformed by what you think about. So there's a law in psychology, it's called the law of cognition. And simply defined, the law of cognition would say that whatever you think about determines your life, like your life is shaped by your thoughts. There's another law in psychology, it's called the law of exposure. And the law of exposure says that what you think about is determined by whatever you give your attention to the most, whatever you're exposed to the most. So your life is shaped by your thoughts and your thoughts are determined by whatever you're exposed to the most. Whatever you're exposing yourself to on the most regular basis has a way of determining your thoughts and your thoughts shape your life. So let's just put it in an equation to make it real clear, the amount of time plus the type of content equals either conform or transform. The amount of time, how much time you're spending, giving your attention to something, and the type of content, what you're thinking about equals whether I'm gonna be conformed or I'm gonna be transformed. So if this is true, and I believe it is, then it has incredible, like incredible implications for how we use our screens. Whether we want it to or not, what we're exposed to and what we think about is shaping, is shaping us. It is determining our lives. So let's go back to Romans 12. She says, offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God, for this is your spiritual act of worship. So what's the filter? The filter is, is it holy and pleasing to God? That's the filter for our screens. And to be honest with you, and I'll just tell you, that filter is a little strict for me. I wish the filter was, is it wicked and offensive to God? Because I, I don't mind staying away from things that are wicked and offensive to God, but, but that's not the filter. The filter is, is it holy and pleasing to God? And that is a much more challenging filter. So we're gonna talk more about this filter um, in the upcoming sessions. But first, I just wanna take a few minutes to challenge you with exposure, with your screen time. So if you have an iPhone, then you know there's this feature on your phone called screen time. You go to settings, scroll down a bit, you see screen time. It's a, it's a feature that will tell you how long you've been on your phone and compare it to how long you've been on your phone in other days up to that point of the day. And it'll show you what you've been doing on it. So I, I don't know if this will be as convicting for you as it was for me, but I just way underestimated my screen time. And one of the things I would say, you know, it wasn't all bad. Like a lot of my screen time, I'm listening to podcasts, many of which are sermons that I know are teaching me uh, about God. So it's not all bad, but the point is that you pay attention to it. The point is that you look at how you're using your screens and you ask yourself, is it conforming me or is it transforming me? Because we're spending a lot of time on them. 74% of 18 to 34 year olds said that their phone is the last thing they see before they go to bed at night. And it's the first thing they see when they wake up. I read an article called uh, <laughs> Rise of the Toilet Texter. And, and it said that 75% of smartphone users are on their phones when they're in the bathroom. But what really got me was that 30% of them said they wouldn't go to the bathroom without their phones, like they weren't gonna do it. They're not gonna go in there by themselves with nothing to do. In New York Times, uh, they had an article called Resist the Internet. And it was just warning us about the constant use of our devices. And here's what the author wrote. 
They, meaning our screens, are our masters. We are not. They are built to addict us, madden us, distract us, arouse us, deceive us. We pimp and perform for them as for a lover. We surrender ourselves to their demands. And then the conclusion is the smartphone is in the saddle and it rides all of mankind. But the problem is, it, well, let me put it this way. The problem is not that we have 24 hour access to our screens. The problem is that our screens have 24 hour access to us. There's just always more, more information to know, more images to see, more entertainment to consume, more posts to scroll through. And, and so we check and we update and we binge and we comment and we like, and before we realize what's happening, we are being conformed and molded. And so Paul says, be transformed by the renewing of your minds. And I believe that's how God wants to redeem the screens, to renew our minds, to make us more like him. So I wanna finish by just looking at how Romans 12 verse two ends. After telling us not to be conformed by the pattern of this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our minds, Paul says, if you do this, here's what'll happen. You'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, perfect, and pleasing will. So when you are being conformed to the pattern of this world, when you're fitting into its mold without even thinking about it, you're much more likely to miss out on what God's will is for you. And so I just wonder, is it possible that God even now in these days is trying to get your attention, he's trying to make some things clear to you, but you're always staring at a screen. So here's your practical challenge for this week. Go on some kind of uh, digital detox. You don't have to be legalistic about it. I don't want you to be legalistic about it, but just decide, you know, maybe you're gonna go a day without looking at a screen. Or maybe decide um, for the next week, you're not gonna look at a screen for the first hour of your day, or maybe the last hour before you go to bed. Some of you are like, well, that's easy, I can do that. Okay, then, then do it. And if you're with some friends or family, then come up with some version of this digital detox and, and do it together in view of God's mercy. Don't become conformed, but break the mold and be transformed by renewing your mind. And then you will begin to better understand and to see more clearly what God's will is for your life. I can breathe in and out for some few seconds and let us sink in. Okay. Any, any takeaways, any interesting thoughts um, from what we've seen, from what the Holy Spirit is saying to you about what we've seen. Uh, I've discovered that more often than not, um, It's not exactly, excuse me. It's not exactly um, about what we hear, um, whether it's in a sermon, whether it's in a gathering like this and, and things like that, but there is often always a second dimension of the sermon or the message. And that's has to do with what we are telling ourselves or what the Holy Spirit is telling us. 
um, or what we are telling ourselves about what the Holy Spirit is telling us about what we are listening to. And so there are multiple layers and levels in which we are hearing stuff. I don't think there's there's particularly anything quote unquote new about what I've heard tonight. But I think what can make the difference going forward is what I'm doing with what I'm hearing, both in my head and then ultimately in my heart and eventually in my life. Um, well, that's that's me. Anyways, let's jump in with, we've heard it, we've seen the clip together. Let's reflect on it. Any standout points from anyone that you'd like to share? I think um, for me, yeah. it's just um, the last bit that says uh, digital detox, which I think is very, very important. Um, mm. And that's the reason why, you know, even in our group in Liverpool, we have this G24. Mm-hmm. and we have books for the months that we read and that's why I try as much as possible to get the paper copy mm-hmm. because I don't want to be reading the book even though we have the free copy on the on the group mm-hmm. on the phone mm-hmm. sometimes I just feel like I want to stay away from the screen so I get the paper copy and because I want to still in the boys to the act of reading as well mm-hmm. you know because these children, if they don't see us do something, they may not do it. And because I'm a reader, I have a, have a library. So I thought, okay, getting back into the act of uh, reading is just to buy the book and stay away from the screen. Mm. So for me, I think that's what, um, because it, in fact, it was just of recent that I, you know, not even of recent, I began to, for a long time, I began to, and because, you know, when you live, when you are this kind of person that your former life was, you have, you have watched nonsense, like rubbish, like, you know, it was just God that I was not hooked, you know, but, so now it's a matter of choice, deciding on what you want to do, you know, and for me, when I get on the social media, it's just like, Sometimes I feel the pull. Those be like, that's enough now. That's enough. So I'll just see myself doing the as soon as I, as soon as, as soon as I see my hand going like this, going like come on, just get off that stuff. You're not, you're not, there's no particular anything that you're doing there. You know, just get off. So for me, I think that digital detox is um is very, very important. Mm-hmm. You know. And because for me again, when the boys want to say, Mommy, I want to talk to you. I will, I, sometimes I'm tempted to want to continue with what I'm doing, but I feel like turn it down and listen. You know, so, mm-hmm. and then during our devotions, we don't, during our morning devotion, I tried as much as possible so that we'll not be using the children's, there's a temptation on the Bible again that, you know, that you want to use the children's um, um, devotional, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, we have a we have a book. Let's put it down. That's a, yeah. that's a helpful yeah. insights and tips as well. Mm-hmm. So at least the early hours, I'm not with the phone. You know, the early hours, the last hours, yes. I maybe maybe because I'm um, I'm watching a movie because I love my movies at the corner, you know, and stuff like that. But I think yeah, a talk will be good now. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, very many resonance points there. Yeah. Any other person wants to share 
from what we saw together and what God is saying to you about what you said. Amala, go on. Yeah, the digital detox also. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, by the way, I mean, I don't take my phone to the toilet. Ah, nice. That's <laughs> but that's only because my Wi-Fi doesn't work in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Full so, disclosure. But then one thing I know that I, I definitely need to stop is anytime I want to eat. Mm-hmm. My, I, I put on my laptop and either my laptop or my phone and then I'm watching something. Hardly do I ever study while I'm eating, so I'm usually watching something. And so I think when I think about the, the digital detox, that mm. just kept coming to my mind. Mm. I need to stop watching something when I'm eating. I can as well just eat without watching anything. Like I can just be staring at my face, or maybe just. <laughs> I mean, I can use that moment to talk to God to yeah have conversations in my head with God instead of looking at my screen and watching something. So Beautiful. yeah, Beautiful. when I'm eating, I need to stop that. Yeah, Beautiful. And then I was also thinking about how I know throughout, yeah, almost throughout last year, I used to run away from Instagram like a lot. Like if I was to think about my screen time on Instagram in particular for 2022, I would say maybe I didn't spend more than two days in the entire year on Instagram. Or let me say like a week, like the number of hours in the entire year. But then in a way, Twitter took the place of that. <laughs> so it was more like it didn't really change anything because while I used to use Instagram a lot then I wasn't using Twitter as much but when I started using when I started using Instagram much less Twitter came up and then Twitter is like you just keep reading and reading a lot of stuff and whether it's of course some of those things were productive but I know for a fact that it was really really a lot like using it was a lot actually so when I think so really that digital detox I really really need to and then also when I think about it as much as demanding as my um studying is and all of that there are definitely days where i choose not to study but then what am i doing i'm watching movies or maybe reading book reading a book or something but i know i could be more productive with those time and choosing not to even look at my screen and just maybe writing something down or or whatever because okay when i think about books the reason why i can't even really do so much of buying books is because oh my room isn't big and i can't afford to be piling books but then again, there is, I can definitely re- reduce my screen time anyways. And of course, if I'm actually using the phone or my laptop to do more of reading books, then that would be better off, right? Because I'm getting something from it, not just watching different things online and all of that, just watch streaming videos and movies and all of that. That's so beautiful. yeah, I really, I really need to do better. So I'm going to do better this year, <laughs> right? From now, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Very, very helpful thoughts. Um, it, it almost feels to me like I'm living the masculine version of your life or you're living the feminine version of mine because many of the things you said are pretty much very true for me, um, whether it is watching something while eating or not really going on Instagram, but then having Twitter replace that. I mean, that's that's me um, in a nutshell. But anyways, okay. Um, I think, okay, Dylan, go on, go for it. God bless. So what that man said about um, how phones are very addicting. Yeah, it's very true what he said. Um, I always find myself um, attached to my screen. And there were some things that I used to do back then that I don't do as often or very little 
these days, like reading a book. All the, I used to write notes on paper, but I don't do that anymore. It's always oh, digital no. now. And so these days I always find myself looking at the screen rather than at something else. Mm. Yeah, especially when I'm studying, I'll just be looking at screens. And when I want to take a break, I'll be looking at screens. So I never have a break from the screen. Mm. And I think from, from a medical point of view, that also has its own cumulative impact one way or the other, speaking to myself. Yeah. yeah. Thank you very much, Dylan. Good contribution. Any other um, thoughts? Oh, one more thing. One of the reasons why I'm using glasses now. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the honesty. <laughs> yeah, and maybe that's one of the reasons why Anu is also wearing glasses, but I won't, I won't speak for her. <laughs> any other person, any other thoughts? Um, Okay. okay, Damilari. Wait, before Brother Damilari goes, I yeah, think uh, Rasam has been trying to speak. Yeah, I thought so too. That was, I was going to take Rasam, but then he put off his camera again. Yeah, you've omitted yourself, so go for it. <laughs> Whatever you want to say. Okay, okay. Thank you very much, sir. It's good yeah, to be welcome. here. Um, Thanks, my first, first time, first time. Okay, do I need to... Okay. Yes. Okay, thank you very much, sir. Thank you very much. The, the thing that stands out for me is that, okay, in December, yeah, yeah. You know, cause I just, cause I just moved to the UK. Mm -hmm. I was depressed. I was depressed, not depressed, depressed in that sense, but I was consuming a lot of content, not bad, but because I was on my own, just mm -hmm. consuming content and the way the, this place is structured. <laughs> so I was, I was consuming a lot of content and it didn't help me. And one of the instructions God gave me for 2023 was to spend uh, lesser screen time. And it did not make sense until recently hmm. when, when, you know, you want to reply a message on WhatsApp and there are many messages already. Mm -hmm. so one, one thing I do is the moment there are many messages, that one thing I do now, mm -hmm. I, I, not before, okay, the moment there are many messages that I want to reply, I reply offline. Mm. I reply offline. So they, they've been replied in my own mind. So anytime mm -hmm. I come online, they, they, they are checked. And I'm not, um, uh, that's the way it works for me. I'm not spoiled to reply anyone immediately. I just, I reply later. I reply, I reply in my own time, except mm -hmm. yeah, unless it's very important, unless mm -hmm. it's very important. And because I was, nothing was wrong with me, but I was not happy. Mm. In December. Nothing was wrong with me. I was normal. Everything was fine. I was eating. You know, but I was not happy. And it was due to the fact that I was consuming, um, I was just spending time, too much time with my phone, with my uh, mobile device. And it controlled how I thought about myself. It controlled how I spoke. It controlled a lot of things. It, it, it didn't make me expressive that much, mm. you know, because I'm a very expressive person um, from consuming the right um, um, things. But mm. it didn't make me expressive. I was just confined. And I thought that, okay, ah, that's the way the UK is in my, in my <laughs> mind. Like, ah, that's the way the UK is. It kills, your, it kills your star. It kills your deep thing. But the Lord spoke to me. He said, no, it's not, it's not the way it should be. And yeah, I, I'm still struggling, yeah? But yeah. It's, it's better now. It's better. 
That's great. That's great. And welcome to the UK. <laughs> Sister Nyinka, go for it, ma'am. Um, it was, uh, he said New Year. Because I've seen I've seen her on 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 video. If that is a possible. Ah okay. Yeah, I was yeah. <laughs> Thank you and um, good afternoon, good evening. I thought someone else wanted to speak before. I don't know. Uh, brother Milare. Yeah. Oh yeah 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 yeah. No no no. She can go ahead. No. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, well, first of all, I would say um, I I just joined in because one of my um, uh, my way of con I won't say my way of controlling, but uh, basically I tend to not read my WhatsApp messages, hmm. and the downside of it is what happened today. I didn't see that we had this program, hmm. so I didn't see the notification on time until. Well, much later, but I'm here. Thank, thankfully, I wish I'd joined earlier, but I'm glad it's been recorded. So the little bit I was able to catch up um, thus far, I, I think I can just sum it up in saying that, um, should I say fortunately or unfortunately, the way uh, this the, the age we are in, where mm -hmm. we find ourselves, we, we may not be able to run away from this you know, technology and all of that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I think the most important thing I would just say is that, um, and and we can find that in the fruit of the spirit. The key is self-control. Mm -hmm. We just need to just have self-control. Um, all things are lawful, but not all things are expedient. Self-control and knowing when to use what. I cannot tell you the number of apps I have on my phone which positive for the most part, because again, the way things are going on, I use I use my screen, I use my phone to pay the bills. Mm -hmm. I use it to monitor the, the children when they go to school. That's how they co communicate. That's how the teachers communicate with us mm -hmm. as parents. They send us notification, like so many things. I use my phone to put on the light in the house. And, you know, so it's just about weighing the pros and cons, knowing when to pull out of what. Mm -hmm. If it is social media, if it is something that is taking your time or concentration. For instance, I try as much as possible when driving, or I, I did a little bit of self-study and I noticed when I'm on the passenger side and we're on the stoplight, Almost every driver that I observe, they bend their head. What are they doing on the phone? Mm -hmm. And by the time the light turns green, at least someone behind is on is pressing the on at the person ahead that oh, okay, you can move now. The light is mm -hmm, green. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, that's just a bit of it shows how people tend to get consumed. I'm not exempting myself. There are times I do that too, to be honest, you know, but it's just about knowing when to pull out. And another thing I just realized is that, um, especially for the children, oh, sh <laughs> for the kids, um, my kids right now, they look forward to Friday because during the weekday, no tab, no, no nothing. That's how I just try because I don't want them to grow and get used to um, watching, 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 
because mm. over time it affects even the ability to even write or mm. even read or or things like that. I think I came in when uh, um sister lioness was was talking. I was able to catch a bit of a comment. So mm. I, I I think ultimately it's just about the self control. Just know when to have that self control because it has its good sides. Mm. Uh, I'm cooking and I'm able to play a message while cooking or play music while cooking, you know, on my phone. Like we practically depend on our devices for almost everything. But at the same time, part of that self-control is always to go on a device fast <laughs> when needed. Um, I'll just leave it at that. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's very helpful. Gabriel, Tim Briel, over to you. Um, good evening, sir. Good evening, everyone. I'm blessing upon this house. Okay, um, I think I'll be speaking more from the um, creator's perspective because he mentioned something briefly that we have um, we have less of us creating, but we have more of us consuming. Mm -hmm. So most people go online, they consume a whole lot of content, both LD and the ones that are not LD, to every aspect of our lives. So uh, I'll be speaking from the creator's perspective. I think it's high time we Christians started creating content that are aligned with God's purpose, God's mandate, God's will, and God's kingdom here on earth. I think that will help us get hold of um, the, the digital space. Um, at, at the conference last year, um, Pastor Walla Denuga said something. And that has been one of the things I've anchored myself on this year that the Bible says more communication corrupts good manners. So we can have good communication correcting bad manners. Mm. So if we look at maybe on your WhatsApp status, on your Instagram story, on your Twitter feed, on your um, Facebook timeline, share something that aligns with God's purpose. Share something that can encourage someone share something that can ignite the love of god in the hearts of men mm -hmm. with these we're, we're gradually um outnumbering the the bad content the um i don't want to use the word content from the pit of hell because they're from this head we will definitely correct a lot of the bad content we have right now online and if every christian all over the world post just the word Jesus is Lord, the phrase Jesus is Lord every morning. We're going to have Jesus trending for 365 days, first on Twitter every day. And with this, someone is going to be curious to know, okay, who is this Jesus they're talking about? And from there, their life is going to be transformed. So the, the, the video, you mentioned it briefly, but I think that, that was the point for me we should consider as Christian being creator, creating might be a Bible verse, reminding someone of God's promise and passionate confession, and that is all. So, and for the screen time, for someone like me, it's, it, it took God's grace to be able to monitor my screen time because I, I run a digital media agency and I spend almost 12, 12 to 14 hours every day making sure that all of the clients are well serviced. But even with that, I make sure that I 
I, I don't get myself exposed too much to the screen. I have my break time. I have um, a lot of content, definitely, you're going to be exposed to it. Managing influencers' accounts that are that we're trying to trust in God that will preach to them and God will make them repent. So it's kind of hard, but with the grace of God and with the self-control, which the, uh, the previous um, um, sister spoke about, we definitely help us to lay hold on what God is intending to do at this time with the digital space, while we remain incorruptible mm-hmm. by the Spirit of God and what's great things in us. So if we want to really, 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 really help the screen time, there, there is practically a whole lot we need to do to help people manage their screen time, manage the kind of content they get exposed to. But it's more we need to consider being the creator of some of this content that are on the screen. So even if people tend to want to stay online, then they should stay online on the right diet or the right food. And this will definitely help us make the world a better space. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much, my brother. Um, nice thoughts from a creator's perspective. Um, Damilari, over to you. All right, thank you very much. Thank you once again, sir. And um, yeah, so a lot of things sort of stood out for me from what everyone has said and from what was shared in the video. And um, like like we've all been saying digital detox but i also feel that digital digital de- detox is not the it's not the end in itself because if you if you do a digital detox this week or this month what happens next next month mm. i think it's about actually intentionally um making it a part of our lives like i i love i love the way i love the one he said um don't look at your screen one hour before and one hour after. One hour, one hour after you wake up and one hour before you go to bed. I think that would really work for me. And because like like Damola and like um Pastor shared that when I when I for example, for myself, I've turned off my WhatsApp notification on my phone. So even if you are calling me online, I don't know that you are calling me unless I enter WhatsApp. And I have I have um a limit. I have a device. I have like a timer limit on all my social media apps, except YouTube. <laughs> so then I noticed that when I'm on YouTube and I'm just scrolling normally, it'll be playing by itself. I don't need to even click on the video. Okay. I said, okay. So they discovered that people are just scrolling and they are not watching. So they decided to help them to be playing it. So I went to the settings and stopped that also. So yes, there's always there's always another um, media social media app that actually tries to substitute the other one, and then you end up um, like doing what we call cut and feed. So you cut from um, WhatsApp and then you are feeling it on um, YouTube or on um, on um, Twitter. And like um, Mama Inka said, that self control. I believe. Oh, I want to align with what the, what the speaker said. That is it holy and is it pleasing? Mm-hmm. There is a way, and being said, sensitive to that notch of the Holy Spirit, like mm-hmm. Instagram, maybe I say five minutes. If that if it hits that limit, I have I can I can choose to increase the limit. But then the little nudge in my heart that says that okay, is this really the best use of my time? 
Mm. Or do I really think that this is pleasing to God at this point in time? Or do I really feel that I should, uh, why can't I just spend this time to probably um, maybe return a call or mm. read, a, read, a, read a paragraph in that book I'm supposed to have finished by now? So I think being sensitive to the nudges of the Holy Spirit, I believe in, in the same way these people give us the, the drop cues and notifications on our on our on our um on our notification panels. That's the same way the Holy Spirit drops cues and nudges in our hearts yes. on on what to do. Mm-hmm. And I I think that it's it's actually like a like an imitation of what the Holy Spirit has always been doing. Dropping a thought, dropping a notch, dropping a like you you know just the, those things just flow into your heart like they are random thoughts, but they are not random thoughts. And I think that's the same way. You just see the red, the, you see the red notification on your Twitter. I don't, I don't see notifications. Everything is silent. So if I want to see notification panel, I have to intentionally go to my notification panel to go and check. Then I see all the lines of notification that I'm interested in seeing at the time that I want to see it. But even that is not the end. If I still want to spend two hours on Instagram, I can do it. It's not just to be increasing the limits. I will increase the limits and I'll just be there. But if I look at it, that is this, you won't feel happy in your spirit. Like it won't bring pleasure to, to God in your spirit. You would know. So I think asking the Holy Spirit to, help us respond to those nudgings when it brings those nudgings mm-hmm. and and i think that's why that's why they are singing um how are you my friend how are you? i mean this is my own perspective mm-hmm. a connected a connected world that still seems so disconnected so i'm seeing my friend status and friend i'm seeing my friends updates but i'm still we are not having deep conversations we are not mm-hmm. everything is just on the surface so I, I I I so that's so that's just thank you very much. Thank you so much. Um, I'm looking at the time. Actually, we should be wrapping up almost literally now. Um, but is there someone that still has like a burning contribution in your heart that you would like to get out of your heart before we wrap it together? Otherwise, we'll just. So she wants to add something more. All right. And I also want to add something as well. Yeah, go go on. Um, sister, oh. which sister did you okay. say? Sister Inka. Oh, okay, Sister Inka, go on. Then oh. after sister, I will wrap up. Yeah, I just um also I forgot to mention this earlier. Um, you know, I've heard how people usually say when they're in the shower, they just receive something, they receive like an inspiration and or they receive something. Mm. And um and that's often the case for me as well. And at some sometimes I'd stop to ponder that. Why is it that it's only when we're in the shower that it looks like God is speaking or, or maybe we're able to think? But my con- conclusion towards that is it looks like being in the shower is one of the few times we are off all of these devices and we're able to make use of our our brain and and receptive uh, receptors and and every, everything like that. Yeah. Uh, that's just what I want to add. Thank you. That's a beautiful one. Thank you, Sister. I'm just going to say to us, that way that might not work if we have shower proof phones. 
I've seen movies where there are people that would that are using their phones in their showers. So. <laughs> those people, those those really need urgent help. Please let me just um, say this. Okay, so sometimes last year I did a research, and um, that research was talking about. Um, <laughs> how to connect our hand with our brain and in, in terms of writing mm. and that our brain loves writing. So I think um, maybe one of the things that can help us is just to return back to writing stuff down as well. I think that will help um, mm. our brain because I then realized that when I type things on my phone, I don't even re- remember but when I write it down consciously, it comes in my brain. Uh-huh. So, and it just buttresses the fact that our brain loves writing. It loves us to write. Because of course, that's why, that's the way we were made. That's an interesting thought as well. <laughs> Digital natives will take you up on that. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are some people that don't even know the world of writing, except, um, whatever they are teaching them in school now but yeah you've tasted it and seen it mm. and your brain is also i mean part of the reason i would imagine why that might be the case is also because this is what we've done fundamentally yeah. for a good part of our foundational years and now that we are letting something else that is new take over that practice um maybe our, it, our brain is will be playing catch up i mean it might be it might not be but for all these digital natives that they are born out of as they are bringing them from they are pressing tablets and <laughs> it is well with their souls. This time, no go on and then Dylan um, D- wants to say something. Okay, Dylan, you go first and then just stand up. Or Kingsley too. All right. So I just wanted to add something real quick. So I was watching this show the other day and a cool thing I realized is that phones are like superpowers. You know, just there's a multitude of things you can do phones can find any info that you seek mm-hmm. it can provide maps and, you know you can even um add details like what type of stuff that you want to see on the maps and mm-hmm. keep and store memories of your choosing you can even change and distort those memories like on snapchat they allow us to see in the dark we can secure our money mm-hmm. using phones um you can write notes so that we don't forget. Uh-huh. We can communicate instantly with others, reach out for help if we want. Uh-huh. But looking at phones in this way as a sort of superpower can change the way in which we use our phone, less for entertainment and more for practical purposes. Uh-huh. When I thought of the applications phones had, I started to become less addicted to certain features. A thing I like to remember is that we have been given such an important power and so we must handle it carefully. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you. that's all I want to share. Thank you, thank you. Um, I'm not so much into superpower movies, but I remember that I think there was a time when I just got married that I was watching, was it Harrow's or something? I know. Um, and, and I remember that one of the things that the vigilante guy said there is that the fact that it seemed to have developed this quote unquote superpowers of some of some sort to defend and things like that doesn't mean he has to do it every time. So there's still a sense of 
intentionality and purposefulness as to how the superpower is supposed to be stewarded speaking in the world of superpower analogy. Thanks for that, Dylan. Wonderful. I know. Kingsley, do you want to go first? You know, my own questions are usually very controversial. That's some... Officially, it is us that is extending the meeting now. <laughs> so, hey. just... Okay, uh, I was using my laptop because um, uh, Henry and the other people were around. So, and the laptop with the laptop, I can't be able to speak, oh, and they won't hear me. So, first of all, happy new year to everybody. Um, uh, okay, it's so good to see everybody and to hear everybody uh, speak. And uh, it was a, a very, very, very lovely video that oh. we watched, and. And I think uh, I resonate with most of what everyone has said. But one of the things I'm trying to uh, spotlight is what uh, New Year said. Mm. And uh, sorry, I called you New Year. I think that's the, uh, the uh, our anointed uh, our anointed sister from uh, America. You know about self control. You know, mm. and I I think it comes up. Um, self control is really one of the Key because I remember 2020 at the end of my January fast, the Lord spoke to me to leave Instagram or uh, to limit myself on Instagram, you know. And I left Instagram, I was facing study, I was reading book like mad. Pastor Joseph, remember, I would call, call him out, I need a soft copy of this book, mm. I'll read it and all that. And then here comes, I now dragged into Twitter, and then it looked like my life now uh, is on Twitter. <laughs> So, and with the elections coming up and everything, I'm kind of so involved because I need knowledge and all those things. I need to be obedient and all that. And I found myself now uh, more like uh, Instagram was not taking this energy from me. And now Twitter has come in and then it's taking that much energy from me now. So, and I remember recently, and the Lord was also reminding me that he was reminding me what happened then when he told me, and he's just reminding me that why not just do the same thing for Twitter or trying to watch that Twitter does not take up the time. I'm like, okay, after the election, let me just uh, finish this election. <laughs> I need to know what's happening, you know, I, you know, after the election, but I think it's just about, like I said, it's about self-control because I knew what I was dealing with and I knew why I left Instagram. And I also know why I don't I don't do social media like that anymore. And, um, it also gives me time for family time as well because you know the ladies here, you can't be talking to your missus and you're pressing your phone. You know? mm -hmm. you won't one, see. Of the, one of the rules you cannot break. So... Um, so I, I think one of the, and the man in the video talked about renewing your mind. And um, I think that's also the, what's the thing that you do with the phone? You know, as much as it's to detox our eyes, but sometimes as well, some of us that listening to messages, podcasts, you know, with the phone, some of us that read the Bible with the phone because you're probably on the go. Yeah, health-wise, it's not good for your eye, but you're defying yourself as well. So it's more about what am I doing with the phone? What am I doing with my screen time? And mm -hmm. that way it can, you'll know if it's becoming a God to you or if it's not becoming a God to you. Mm -hmm. I think I think that's just what it is. I think it's everything boils down to what uh, 
uh, our sister said, self-control. How how are you having control over your... And the lady that talked about children copying, that's a good strategy because mm-hmm. they wouldn't be able to understand self-control. But when they see you not depending mm-hmm. on that and all mm-hmm. that, it's also uh, a good... So I've learned so much, you know. I thought I would just type, but I've learned so much, so much, so much, so much. Thank and you. I'm so eager to hear Sister No release the words of wisdom that she has. And yeah, no, over to you, Sister. No pressure, no pressure from. Um, I'm just going to start with what Dylan, Dylan said about Harvard. We hardly write things down. Mm. I remember in 2021, I was doing a course, and with my Nigerian head and education, I went to buy piles of notebooks to start writing. By the time for one, just one unit, we had to read volumes of 300 pages. By the time I got to unit two, I changed my mind to, start, to, to, to type things and everything. So it's not it's not really easy for us actually to do without it, like we've all echoed. And whilst I was listening to the man, it just reminded me of what we read, um, what we listened, when we did our Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. Yeah, yeah. This this series fit directly into that. that yeah. When we did that, it, we were told to have soft pace. Be, be be here, be attentive. God wants you. He wants worshiping God is you being present with him. And and when the man went, sorry, when he read um Romans 12, 1 to 2, what struck my what struck my heart was the transforming and confirming. I think it should be our checks and balance. Mm. If it's not transforming you, then you're being confirmed into something. Then what is that thing you're being confirmed into? And um, lastly, I know, um, uh, Carla, when you were when you were starting, you said how like when we listen when we listen to the man, you I think you asked the question about how how has our experience be or something about something about how 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 has it convicted us what we just listened to, mm. and I know when the man said if, if if the content is holy and pleasing then it's good, but I don't think so. Some of us, we, list, we could listen to five sermons in a day, but it wouldn't change anything in our life. There's no transformation because it's too much. Mm. God does not want what is in our head. He wants our heart. We have to be needy. If you know so much, then you wouldn't need him. Mm. And what this, what this content and podcasts are doing is they're they are acting like, like, like a God to us because we are turning to them instead of the one in our hearts, the one we've accepted, the one that is very close to us in, in our times of trouble. Mm. And I just think um, that's what I, I picked I picked up from everything. That's what I picked up from um, what, we, what we just did. Albert, it's not about whether this thing is good. It's about whether it's expedient for mm. you. Because mm. mm. if you're listening to that sermon, would you hear what God is saying? Like, you listen to this podcast, you didn't stop. Another one. So, what, what, what? How has the lesson actually stuck to you, or how would you be able to apply it? And I think for me, it's for me that I like listening to podcasts so much. The way the really has helped me to curate my content is I listen to one, and I write out just a line about how would this affect you, and in terms of your husband, your children, your career. If I'm not able to write it down, then I'm not. I'm not going to any of them to listen. And after I've done that, I'll sit on it. And then I'll listen to another. I just think we need we need pace. I know um um Gabriel, bro Gabriel was saying to us, Albert, the content out there out there should be more Christian. And it's true, but then we should have like we should have safeguards in place. You know your heart, you know what your weaknesses are. Mm-hmm. You know, most most of us are saying it's Twitter. 
we know what it is. How, how do you safeguard it? I like what Brother Milari said about how that is um WhatsApp message does not come out on his phone. Mine doesn't. You mm -hmm. hear my phone ring. I call it, I say, where's your phone sounding? I think it's WhatsApp, it's WhatsApp call, but I can't see it and I can't be bothered. Not that I can't be bothered. So you guys, you guys don't get angry and don't call me again. <laughs> Not that I can't be bothered, but I don't want your pressure to become my pressure. Mm. I, like our, our timings are unique to us. God, and especially in this time, we're, we're getting to this age where the world is becoming more secularized. And it, it, it either pushes us towards it, but we need we need all the strength we can to to detach ourselves from all the press, all the um all the pull and mm -hmm. stand and stand firm in what God is saying to us. So we our Christian work, as much as it's generalized, Jesus is Lord and He saved us. It's unique to us mm -hmm. because some God could tell me. Sorry, Kola, this is the last thing I was saying. God could tell me today that Anu, your focus should be that. And when Joshua talks to you, make sure you listen, no matter what you're doing. Then I could see, I could go on Instagram and see a friend who said, oh, um, what, 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 can, what can thrill me more? I don't know. Oh, I'm doing, I'm, I'm, I'm going hiking or I'm going to cycle the whole Liverpool. And I think, oh, I've got a bike. Well, let me do the same as well. But that is not me. That is not what he's saying to me at that moment. If we go back to everything that happened to the Israelites, how he didn't want them mingling with the other with other um, tribes and people, is because he wants them a people special, a people devoted to him. Mm, mm, mm. If we can't lean on him, if, if we if we have so because um, Dylan said internet's like super, he has superpowers. It has it's like a god in itself. He has all the all the solutions to our problem. You want to cook egusi? You want to cook banga soup? You want to ask the spirit to teach you how to cook banga banga soup in this age? You go Google it on YouTube. That that it's, it has everything we need. But how do we go back to that? God, I'm waking up this morning. What do I do? Can you help? How do we go to that need to that to needing Him in spite mm -hmm. of the resources that's at our disposal? I I think that's what um, I want to share. Thank you very much. Um, we are out of time, obviously, and so we just we just need to land this conversation. Obviously, the the conversation continues in two weeks' time. Um, we'll be going into the week two of this conversation. It's a three three part series, and so we're still having two more meetings to talk more about this. So we have that to look forward to. Um, but I think I've been richly blessed by what everyone has said um, as a way to. Just give some concluding thoughts would be one to remind us of the suggestion uh, of going on a spiritual detox. And then just as um, Brother Mlari added, the possibility of then even incorporating that detoxifying or detoxification as part of the rhythms of your life. So it's not a one time thing. Um, what if you could be detoxing every now and then? Um, so that's that's one and the other thing would be to emphasize the place of, um, especially from a content creator's perspective as well, um, the place of uh, motives and, and the fact that everything that we are doing is not just about the audience and it's not just about the people, but primarily about you and God. Um, uh, we need more Christian content, yes. Um, but at the same time, the internet is still saturated with lots of Christian content anyways, um, if you are looking in the right places. Um, and so that balance of, I don't just want to put content out there because I, I 
want to make a name for myself vis-a-vis um, -vis, um, genuinely wanting to do something because you, you are aware that whatever you're doing, you're doing it for the will of God. You're doing it to the glory of God, rather. Um, that's very fundamental. And yes, um, I would invite as many of us as possible to join that, that lofty exercise of making Jesus known wherever we are and ensure that we are doing it um, for the right reasons. But to land everything, I think we should just go back to God's word and read Romans 12, 1 to 2 again, but this time I'll just flip the translation around um, one or two translations, um, and then we'll pray and we'll wrap up. Let's start with the Amplified, and then maybe we'll take the Philips translation, and if there's time, maybe the voice translation. The Amplified, not the Amplified Classic, AMP, not the MPC. And do not be conformed to this world any longer. At least, okay, maybe you've been conformed up to this point, myself inclusive. Do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs. So yes, this world has got values and it's got customs, but they are superficial. Then it goes on to say, but be transformed and progressively changed. Emphasis on progressively, the kind of transformation we are hoping to see will not happen overnight. It's a journey uh, of a lifetime indeed. As you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good, that which is acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. The Philips translation actually covers both verses one and two, but let's take that. It says, with eyes wide open to the mercies of God. Now, this this is the motivation for why we want to do this. Knowing that God is merciful, I beg you, Paul says, my brothers, as an act of intelligence worship, to give him your bodies, to give him your phones, to give him your screens as a living sacrifice consecrated to him and acceptable by him. Don't let the world around you squeeze you into its own mold, but let God remove your minds from within. And how does he do that? By his word so that you may prove in practice that the plan of God for you is good. It meets all his demands and moves towards the goal of true maturity. I think if we are honest with ourselves, when we end up spending so much time feasting on the wrong content, what we're actually doing is that is either we are having to tell ourselves that the thing that we should be feasting on, which is God's word in whatever format and whatever way that is coming towards from, is not as exciting in practice as it should be. And by implication that even this whole God thing is not as tangible, it's not as realistic, it's not as delightsome as it's as these other things that I'm engaging in. Uh, I can't get as much joy i can't get as much dopamine trigger from my bible as i would get from 20 minutes on twitter listening to people's rants and angry fights on their different opinions um, i can't get as much excitement um just just sitting down with apostle paul and the book of romans as i would get with binge watching years and years on, 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 on Disney Plus. I can't get as much excitement and satisfaction and joy that would be deeply satisfying from watching Abedjoe <laughs> on Zion 
as I would get from this Korean movie, I'm not a Korean movie person, but just hypothetically speaking, from 24, even my boys know that my favorite movie of all time is 24, the TV series. Um, that's what we're doing. But this, this scripture is telling us in this translation, so that you may prove in practice that the plan of God for you in the Bible, in Christian movies, in Christian literature, in Christian content, whatever that looks like, meets all his demands and moves towards the goal of what is actually true maturity and not the fake facades that are, you know, out there. And lastly, from the voice translation, um, just for verse two, I believe, do not allow this world to mold you in its own image. <laughs> You've been made in the image of God and being born again restores you in a dimension to that image. Now, don't allow the world to mold you in its own image. Instead, be transformed from the inside out by renewing your mind. As a result, you'll be able to discern what God wills and whatever God finds good, whatever God finds pleasing and whatever God finds complete. I think the last and very final thought that I would give is also then to emphasize the place of our networks and the quality of you know, people in our sphere of influence, especially when it comes to our screen usage. So this time you are talking about your friends. When I first joined Twitter, and for a long time, I never figured Twitter out. So Twitter wasn't my thing. But when I first joined, as I did when I joined Facebook, as I did when I joined Instagram, I just accepted any and every friendship request. I know you, I don't know you. More than, I mean, in less than like two, three years of being on Facebook, I already reached the limit of 5,000 friends. Out of those 5,000 friends, I don't know how many people I had, I really knew, um, like one-on-one. -on -one. I was just collecting and accepting requests. I wasn't really sending as much, but they were sending it. So yeah, let me just keep accepting it. And I kept accepting them. The same thing on Twitter. But eventually when I figured out how to use Twitter because of a, an organization, a charity that I was also working for here in the, still working for here in the UK, I was trying to manage their Twitter account. That's what got me into the world of Twitter. And then I started seeing that on my own personal Twitter feed, it was really interesting. It took me a while to figure out that the reason why my Twitter feed was as messed up as it was was because of the kind of people that I was following. <laughs> and so Twitter was suggesting all manner of things for me that I would never in my own normal self want to see. And so I started intentionally unfollowing the people that I need to unfollow because, of course, Twitter will tell you that XYZ liked this tweet. That's why you are seeing it. So I click on XYZ's profile and I unfollow the person so that I won't see something like that next time. Um, the same thing on my Instagram. I, I, I was scrolling through an Instagram account thinking it was mine the other day. And I was like, ah, when did my Instagram account become so born again? It was long, much later before I figured out that it was actually my wife's Instagram account that I was going through, not mine. Because I was just seeing Christian posts upon Christian posts. But I know normally my normal regular Instagram feed, as you have seen one sister in bikini, you will see another one that is staring at you with all manner of things. And that was when, again, it dawned on me that all these algorithms, again, work with the kind of things you've liked before, the kind of people you are following and what they like. And those are the kind of things that would also shape what you're seeing and engaging with. So maybe you need to purge your followership and ensure that you're intentionally following the right people and the right people are following you um, in a manner of speaking. But above all, it's coming down to the transformational agent is the word of God. 
yes, there is the place of balancing how much time you even spend, because again, too much of even this word of God itself is not necessarily um, advantageous, beneficial. But to start with, there is no transformation that would happen outside of God's word. So why not just and let's channel ourselves and our routines and our rhythms into incorporating that into our regular everyday life. Our time is fast spent and quite a number of people have logged off. So I would want to pray at this point. And then um, after the prayer, I would just ask for a volunteer that would like to be our PR role. Uh, for this year by that your role is just to ensure that we get people to be notified of this meeting quite early enough I noticed that my reminders is always coming on Thursday or even sometimes on the day of the meeting itself um, which is not too helpful so someone that can spur that to happen faster so if the Lord is making your heart strangely warmed as I'm saying those words let me know afterwards let's pray Sweet Jesus, we thank you because you are the Lord of our lives and the Lord of our stories. And we are honest enough to acknowledge that we've not been the most faithful when it comes to how we use this mysterious tool that is very beneficial as much as very challenging. We're asking, oh God, that you will give us the grace to be intentional with nurturing the fruits of self-control and with feasting on your word, the basic unit of transformation, so that rather than being squeezed into the mode of the world, we can indeed be transformed, be renewed, have our minds and our mindsets changed and aligned to what you will per time, and to find the excitement, the joy, the satisfaction that is available in your word in whichever format that it comes across to us. And this is our desire. As we go on our spiritual detox, um, uh, screen detox rather, you give us the grace to stay faithful and to be consistent with that which your spirit is laying on our hearts already. And we pray that you will bless our journey through this year and help us to grow in grace and in the knowledge of you. Perfect that which concerns each of us and let the glory be yours and yours alone. In Jesus' mighty name we've prayed. Amen. Amen. Amen.